This is Work From Home, the show that helps you stay connected, productive and sane while working remotely. I'm Harry and today I spoke with Ingrid Odegaard, who's the founder of whereby.com. Whereby is a really cool uh, video chat tool. It's an alternative to Zoom or Skype or Microsoft Teams, for example. We love Whereby and have been using it for a couple of months now. Really recommend checking that out. But I was excited to talk to Ingrid because I know she has a lot of insight into video best practices and how we could be using it while working remotely. So I wanted to ask Ingrid about best practice for video and what things we should be thinking about when using video to communicate with our team. We talked about security and the importance of that side of things there. And we also talked about mansplaining. What is Whereby if someone's never heard of it before? So Whereby is a very simple tool for having video meetings, and it works directly in the browser. Um, so you can set up an easy-to-read URL, whereby.com slash your company name or a project name, and you just send the link to people, they click it, and it opens in their browser, and they can join without having to download anything or register. So it's also um, very tailored for group conversations because you meet in a room that's kind of always there, permanent, and people join the room instead of users having to call each other. So about just using video generally, what what do you think is the best use case for video calls? My wife works for a big organization and when she was, she actually, she came back off maternity leave into a remote environment all of a sudden. So it was kind of a strange time. And she found that everyone was sort of very keen. And this was at the early stages of the pandemic, but everyone was was very keen to talk very often because they weren't interacting in person. So she sort of became slightly frustrated at maybe meetings going on too long or unnecessary meetings. So in your view, what do you think is the best use case for a video call as an alternative to Slack or email or whatever? Yeah, that's uh, interesting to hear. I've also heard a lot of people say the opposite, that the time spent in meetings has been reduced now that everyone is at home and all the meetings are more efficient. Right. Um, but I guess it depends a little bit on company culture. I would say, I think the the ideal case is that you have a good balance between async communication and uh, in the team chats like Slack or, or Teams, but then jump on video calls when you need to kind of discuss something in person to clarify or to have a bigger meeting with kind of many participants and stakeholders. I think the async chat communication part is really important because it allows people to work on things in concentration and not be kind of interrupted all the time. And I can definitely relate to the too many meetings. Like I often have five, six, seven video meetings all day. And maybe you have a half an hour in between the meetings and you don't really get to sit down and work on something if you need to write or work on a spreadsheet, um, something like that. So I think uh, for people who need to concentrate, working from home can be a really positive thing because it gives them less interruptions. Uh, but I think it's also important to be conscious about when you need to jump on a call and have a low threshold for asking someone, hey, do you mind helping me troubleshoot this or can I get your input on this? And maybe like jumping on video, and but then collaborating on a document, editing a document in real time can be a really nice way of working together. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I've um, definitely kind of experienced that and agree. I wonder what's the like when is there too many people? Like, cause we've, we've had meetings when there's lots of people on the calls and then it can get really kind of messy, like who talks when, and how does that kind of, you know, that video call etiquette is something we're still yeah. trying to figure out. You know, And that's interesting as well. Like we've actually made a, a conscious choice about that in whereby, because we only support 12 people on video at the same time. And obviously a lot of people have asked for more, uh, which some of our competitors um, support, but we're sticking with that for now, just because, 
uh, we think there's a limit to how small the video can get uh, while it still has value. At some point, it gets so small, you don't really see people's face, facial expressions or body language. And that's kind of the purpose of the video. So instead, we have a way that people can jump on and off video really easily, just turning on and off their cam and also ask questions on audio. So in that sense, we've, we're trying to replicate the in-person meeting room where having more than 12 people around the meeting room table gets really hard to manage. Then it's more like a town hall meeting. Yeah. Do you think, is there a way to like, so if you're part of a group and I don't know, maybe there's, there's a, a tool within whereby that I'm not aware of, but just sort of like raising your hand in a meeting, you know what I mean? Like how does yeah, that we're kind looking, of... Yeah, uh, we're looking into that. And now we also have a way that people can um, kind of give feedback to the speaker by triggering emojis. So whenever you're presenting, you can see kind of thumbs up flying in from the side or uh, clapping hands, Yeah, uh, which kind of makes the meetings more engaging without people having to interrupt the speaker. And, and I can imagine, you know, the video call environment quite difficult for an introvert potentially. Yeah. You know, I think it can be quite easy to, to be drowned out. And so, yeah, any kind of thoughts on, on how you can sort of allow yourself to be heard when you're maybe not the most sort of outspoken person? Well, I think what we do in our own meetings is, um, is that people want to jump in and say something or ask a question, kind of turns on their video and actually just raises their hand. Right. <laughs> in their video, uh, but also as the moderator of uh, a video meeting, it's important that you kind of pay attention to who's maybe not speaking out that should be speaking out and kind of actively draw them in, asking them if they have any input uh, or set it up so you can go around the table to get everyone's uh, feedback. Yeah, I guess that was my experience in physical meetings too, right? Like there's always yeah, quite, exactly. quite people that maybe don't want to, to speak up. And so the same was true there. It's even more of a challenge when you don't see everyone. So I would think about that when setting up meetings, like maybe do a smaller group if you really want people to contribute rather than just taking everyone. And it's very efficient to have everyone and thinking that you have buy-in, but maybe maybe better with smaller groups. Awesome. Well, yeah, one of the things that I thought was really interesting from, uh, there's a, a survey that you shared with me that, that whereby I've done with 1500 businesses in the UK, and we'll we'll talk about that in more depth in, in a, another section, but one area of it was this idea that that mansplaining on video is just is like through the roof i'd love for you to talk to that a bit because i think that's kind of on this same this same kind of side of things where it's easy to talk over people or it's easy for an introvert to feel that they can't speak up so i i just wonder what your kind of insight on that is i think maybe when someone kind of finally gets the word or when they uh, have the mic it's easy to go on and and uh, and we also found that uh, people were saying that they often display a different kind of personality. So maybe some people are more confident and feel like they can take their time explaining things, especially if you're not seeing the other person and how they're reacting. It's, it's maybe hard to adjust and understand when your time is up, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Interesting. One other thing I'd love to talk to you about with video calls generally is security. It's one thing that I've seen kind of come up quite a lot. And certainly well, as users of whereby we have, you know, the feature where to enter a room, you know, you can choose to lock the room and you have to knock, knock to sort of enter. So you can be controlling of who's coming in and, and who doesn't. But I wonder if you could just talk, talk to security generally around video calls and, and whether we should all feel safe using kind of these platforms generally, not just yours, but, but video calls generally. 
I think it's a topic that we've seen a lot of interest on now lately, um, with there being a lot of attention, obviously, on all the video um, solutions. So I think there are kind of two sides to it. It's both the privacy aspect and the security aspects, and they go very closely together. We try to be a privacy-friendly alternative, also European uh, alternative, um, where you kind of we have these laws uh, in our spine, so to speak. So we try to minimize uh, the amount of data we collect uh, for only things that we need them specifically for. So, uh, for example, we don't store the contents of the chat. It's deleted immediately when everyone leaves the room. And the same for recording. It's done client-side on the computer of the person recording. So it's never actually sent to our server. In terms of the security, uh, the, the Zoom bombing case has has seen a lot of growth, obviously, uh, these days. And the whole format of having easy-to-read URLs kind of makes it uh, more vulnerable in a way. Uh, but I think for us, we allow people to create room names with any kind of length and all the characters. We even support Unicode characters. So that creates a much bigger universe of room names uh, that are harder to guess. And then we also have this lock uh, functionality where the owner can choose to let in the people and the guests will have to knock. So now that we saw a much broader group of users come in during the pandemic, we actually changed our default for new rooms created to be locked by default just to make sure that people who were maybe not as familiar with using video conferencing were getting a safe experience. Yeah, makes sense. So thanks again very much to Ingrid. You can find out more information about Whereby at whereby.com. Again, really recommend that tool. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would massively appreciate a five-star review in whatever app you're using to listen to this podcast right now. Seriously, we would hugely appreciate it. In the meantime, we'll be back same time tomorrow. 